Founders Brewing Company has found a way to make an IPA you can enjoy anytime that's perfect for any occasion with their all-day IPA. At 4.7 ABV, you can still taste the hops, of course, but it's the complex array of malts and grains that make all-day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. That full flavor and low ABV is what continues to make it a staple in my fridge. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company, born and brewed in Michigan since 1997. This morning, Jen woke up, made three breakfasts, did two loads of laundry, and one conference call. But she also saved $25 because Jen uses a new innovation from Huntington called Money Scout. It analyzes Jen's checking account to find money that's not being used and moves it to her savings automatically. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash MoneyScout. Huntington, welcome. Message and data rates may apply to text alerts. Money Scout is subject to eligibility, terms and conditions, and other account agreements. Member FDIC. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, Clayton, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy football podcast. My name is Dale. With me is Clayton. We're going to have an awesome, awesome time with you guys today. And by awesome, I mean this is going to be fun, Clayton. Yeah, we got some uh, some news to throw your guys' way. Be awesome. No, this is probably the most fun episode we've ever had. So you're going to want to stay to the very, very end. Yeah, not like our episodes where you fast forward to the end. <laughs> you know, I was thinking a lot of people listen to podcasts in like a one and a half speed. I'm thinking we do an entire episode talking really slow. So when they do the one and a half speed, it's like they hear it speed. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or else, you know, we got to think about this. But when we start doing our contest giveaways, just start throwing like keywords in somewhere like in the middle. Yeah, yeah, make people and, listen. Yeah, make people put up with that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, force people to listen and just roll their eyes, especially hey. if they're watching video looking at your tracksuit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, guys, uh, really quick, uh, speaking of giveaways, Monkey Knife Fight is an awesome app, uh, basically like a DFS-style app that you can bet points uh, more or less, basically, and you can go through. It's a really fun, cool, different way to play DFS. They are a good partner of ours now. If you guys sign up, uh, deposit anything, play, send me your username. One, we're going to help you guys win some money on it. Um, we're going to start going through like lineups and stuff like that. And I'm going to start getting into basketball more and more. But if you guys sign up, send me your username. One, you get into a drawing for a jersey, for any NFL jersey you want. And then two, um, you get... Are we do? Are we giving away a t-shirt? Are we giving away t-shirts? Yeah, let's give away. Let's give away everything we got. Fuck it. Uh, send me your username after you deposit and play something, and we'll send you a t-shirt. How about that? And the t-shirt says, "Eat Sleep Fantasy." Here, Dale, you're you're a basketball guy, right? Let's do one yeah. super quick, super quick. Right? Okay, okay, all right. Okay, we're going to talk about the the Spurs and the Knicks game. Okay, Julia, will Julius Randall? Oh yeah. Okay. Score more or less than thirteen and a half points. Hmm. Let's go more. Okay. DeMar DeRozan. Is he want to get more or less than 10 and a half? 
I'm gonna go more. Okay. All right. Let's and go five bucks. Five, what does five bucks win if we get it? Uh, Fifteen. There you go. Let's do it. Boom. That that that's simple. That <laughs> that's easy. all you gotta do. I know people are yelling at me. Uh, yeah, actually, I kind of just guessed. Um, I mean, Julius Randall. He's he's been playing pretty well this season. I'm not. The Knicks do have something to play for. Um. I'm not sure about the Spurs though. I'll, I'll get more into basketball and I'll do some. Research. I was going to do a hockey one, but then I thought you'd just probably yeah. mute me the rest of the episode. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, uh, today, guys, uh, what we have for you um, is actually pretty cool. So, we mostly talk redraft and we do touch on dynasty and touch on the rookies, uh, but I feel like we're doing a disservice to our, a lot of our listeners that are really into dynasty. And so, what we decided to do is to kind of recruit within our audience. And I don't know if you guys remember, but I asked, uh, you know, if everybody was interested in a possibility of working with ESF to shoot, you know, shoot me an email and uh, Dave did. And so um, after some talks and, you know, he put together some audio clips for us, um, him, Dave and Matt are pretty badass uh, dynasty players. And, Actually, I'm kind of scared because they sound well, way more professional than us. That, Dale, that's what I was going to say to you before you play the first <laughs> clip. Like, did we set, we lock these guys in under contract? Like, they, <laughs> nobody could come and swoop them? Um, well, what I'm scared of is that they're going to take over ESF. Like, people are going to start asking for more of them and less of us. And then, mm. I, and then I think we're going to be screwed. And then it'll, then it'll be like the Dave and Matt podcast all of a sudden. Well, well then let's then we'll just tell them not worry about editing. Just send us their clips. Yeah, we'll edit it like real shitty. Oh, good idea. And yeah, and then we'll we'll still sound. People still want us, buddy. Don't worry about it. We got. I'll us. I'll dub over the names to, to different <laughs> names. So like if they're talking about Trevor Lawrence, I'll like say like <laughs> somebody totally different, like say like a uh, you know Andy Dalton or something yeah. like that. And so. The, that yeah. was like that was like when we did our my podcast. I'm gonna give a quick uh, plug here. Fantasy football from up north. My uh, my co-host Habby decided that he was really really high on uh, Mac Wilson, <laughs> 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 and I let I let him talk about it for about three minutes, and then I'm like, dude, it's not that. <laughs> so sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No. Um. So, anyways, yeah. So, uh, it's called Eat Sleep Dynasty. They don't have their own feed yet. What we're doing, we're basically like dipping the toes in the water, right? That's uh, basically we're telling Matt and Dave, hey, keep sending us fire content. We'll put it up on the pod for you guys to enjoy. We're just we're gonna call them nuggets, right? We're gonna we're gonna feed you some nuggets. Um, today is a three piece. This is how my brain works, Clayton. This is amazing. <laughs> so today, oh man, okay. So we gotta like uh, I gotta come up with some images. Uh, this is a, a three piece dynasty meal here. Um, cause hmm. we are eating and sleeping. Um, so this is a three piece nugget, right? I don't know. There's something there. Give me time to workshop it. Um, <laughs> I feel like you're not very excited about my idea. <laughs> your idea. I'm always in the, in the dark with your ideas, Dale. <laughs> how, how about you give me a second to let it sink in first and then I'll, I'll be like, all right. Okay, cool. Oh, I just recorded, uh, my wife's mad at me for those of you looking for something not football related. I just recorded one of those episodes with uh, by myself. Um, and I, uh, I blabble uh, for a few minutes, and uh, man, if it, it got weird um, because I have nobody to talk to, and I've never done that before. <laughs> but that'll, you know, that'll be out. It'll probably be the highest, the most listened to one. Yes, uh, I got on a tangent about how light bulbs are made. So how how yeah. what was made? Light bulb. 
light bulbs. Oh, light bulbs. I think yeah. you said balls. I was like, <laughs> what? Um, I'm not going to spoil it because I do think it's a good conversation. I kind of want to talk about it here, but I kind of I, I'm trying to get my downloads up for that podcast. My wife's mad at me available on all platforms, including YouTube. So check it out. Speaking of YouTube, Eat Sleep Fantasy on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, um, please. Look, I don't ask for a lot. Please, guys, subscribe to YouTube. All right. Um, let's just get right to the first clip. Um, talk a lot about Trevor Lawrence here. Generally, you know, the, the rookie QBs in general. So let's get um, Eat Sleep Dynasty. This is the first takes you're going to get. This is the first nugget of three in this in this juicy box here. There you go. So, Dave, if you're heading into your rookie draft this year and you have your eye on quarterbacks, maybe you lost one, you had Drew Brees, maybe you're just looking for a new quarterback, and you're looking at these rookies, that was a talented rookie class, especially in the first round. Who do you have your eye on this year? I think in 85% of cases, I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence first. Right. I mean, they say keep it simple, stupid. And they do. They do say that. Good way to look at Trevor Lawrence because he's been our number one prospect effect for I don't even know how many years now. I guess since he was a senior in high school. And so I think that no NFL team walks into this draft thinking there was another number one quarterback. Um, I think that if you are a team that can afford to look for the ceiling, you have another good option that you don't need really need that floor that Trevor Lawrence provides. You can look at another direction like Trey Lance or even your guy, Justin Fields. Yeah. How, how do we feel about Trey Lance? We know that he's probably not going to be the day one starter in San Francisco. Do you think he even sees the field at all this year? And then what does that mean for his long-term productivity? So actually what I'm hearing out of San Francisco is outside of Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Shanahan said that Trey Lance was the most ready to start right now out of the quarterbacks that were available to him. So I don't know if it's even a lock that Jimmy G is the one starting the season for the 49 Right, because they're not super high on Jimmy Garoppolo. It seems like they've been going down on him. And on the opposite side, you look at the Bears. Matt Nagy has said that Andy Dalton is his guy. He said, we can win 10 games with Andy Dalton. But now he's gone, he's, he's gone on some podcasts. He's saying, well, we're going to evaluate. I think when you make that evaluation in training camp, what you're going to find is what everyone else outside of Chicago already knows. And that is that Justin Fields is just a more talented player. I'm not saying he's ready to be the day one starter over Andy Dalton, but I think it's not going to take too long for him to be put in after Andy Dalton inevitably struggles. And let's not forget that Matt Nagy has not had the most secure job over the past few seasons. Ryan Pace, his job has been in question ever since the Mitch Trubisky. And so what does that mean? That means quick trigger, they right? Win. They that need means to win. Who's going to help you win more? Right. My and question that... in Chicago, though, it has to be the weapons. You have a clear number one in Allen Robinson, but mm -hmm. you don't have the depth of weapons and the offensive system that you have for both Trevor Lawrence with Urban Meyer and Trey Lance with Kyle Shanahan. I, I do like the David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen backfield, you know, and you got you got Cole Komet in there with Jimmy Graham. They got a bunch of receivers they can pick through in the preseason. I think Justin Fields can play this year and can play well this year. It's really just a matter of where Matt Nagy and the offense feels like they need to go. But I think if they get to a point, say they're, they're, they're four and six, three and five, they're two games under, somewhere around there, and they're not feeling like it's where they want it to be, I don't think they should be hesitant to jump on Justin Fields and neither should you if you're in your rookie draft. I 100% agree. I think that Justin Fields is going to be a value. I don't think there's any way around that, that when you're looking at who's going early in the first round, Justin Fields is a second round pick 
in most rookie drafts, either that or the end of the first. He's definitely he not taken as high. to be that number one guy. Right. And he's not going to be taken as high as a Lawrence or a Trey Lance. So he, you get a little more value out of him in the later rounds if he falls that far. And he's somewhere in, in between them, I think. But I think Trey Lance is the highest ceiling. Trevor Lawrence is the highest floor. I think that Justin Fields falls somewhere in between both of them. So that makes him a pretty damn good pick in my book. Right. I don't think you can go wrong taking any of those guys. I think it does depend on where you are with your dynasty team. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance are Trevor Lawrence for sure are a little more likely to get some play and some value this year than Justin Fields. And if you're like the Jags and you're just looking to start from the bottom, you want somebody who you know is going to be a hit at the quarterback position. Right. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I'm not saying the Jags made the right pick. And if you have Trevor Lawrence, you should take Trevor Lawrence, no matter what your team looks like. But if you have Justin Fields is there, he's got a lot of potential future value. And if you have the opportunity to maybe even get one of those first round talents that we see in the rookie draft and Justin Fields in the second, that's a pretty damn good draft to me. All right. So Clayton, um, that was the first nugget. How did you like it? Uh, you know what? First of all, like, like said, you said, those guys sound way more professional. Yeah, way more. It almost uh, sounds like NPR or something. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah, they have, yeah. they have like a legit, like, soundproof studio uh, uh, and everything but that's okay um i i like the i like the the takes on that though you know uh, they were talking about justin fields um possibly not starting right out right off the hop which i kind of i i've always said i do like lawrence definitely as the as the number one quarterback in this draft class it's going to be really interesting to see about the uh the justin fields i mean they did put a lot of draft capital in them but it is matt Nagy, so coming back from maybe him seeing what happened with Mahomes with the fact that when he was in KC, how Mahomes sat for the year after drafting him 10th. Right. Um, maybe that's going to be a way, but it's also Andy Dalton, right? Where are we really going to put up with Andy Dalton for a whole year? That's going to be doubtful. I'm curious to see uh feel. I want to see fields on that field. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, two things really quick while you're talking. One thing is kind of weird. Cause I just plugged YouTube, but this episode is not going to be like full video. Right. <laughs> um, so that's kind of weird Two. You're I'm look, I see you, but my camera's messed up, so you don't see me. But for some reason, you're looking directly at the camera while you talk. That's pretty professional, if you ask me. Um, Am I? That's the first time ever. <laughs> I'm so always anyway. looking off off to the in the distance. Yeah, yeah. No, like I know that. it looks like you're looking at me, but I was like, wait a minute, you can't <laughs> see me. Um, so I thought that was weird. Um, anyways, yeah. Uh shoot. Was I gonna say something else? Anyways, dang it. No, there was that. Oh, oh, guess what? Um, so my wife right now is out of town at, her, at my mother-in-law's at her mom's with the kids. So I've had like basically a week and I've been like, you know, cleaning the house, doing little chores around that, you know, getting projects done. But then at night, like I'm bored as hell. Like I, I'm not used to having an empty house. Right. And especially with two kids. Man, so not, not going to lie, dude, I would die for that right now. <laughs> um, it's fun for like the first night or two. Um, <laughs> You know, just watching tons of porn, you know, laying out on the couch <laughs> naked. It's it's beautiful. Um, you know, I mean, I'm jerking off in every room in the house right now. It's fun. Um, but, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> but <laughs> so the bad thing, though, that because I have nothing to watch on TV, uh, I'll give you a million dollars if you can guess what I'm watching on TV. And I have I have watched this nonstop since the the minute i got home basically the only thing on my tv is one tv show guess what it is oh. you'll never guess mtv challenge what is that 
You never seen the challenge? You remember I'm in, I'm in Canada. You get MTV in Canada. You I can't think use I, that as an excuse for no, everything. I, I think I got. I think I have to pay for it. I'm too cheap if I don't watch it. What are you? T- MTV is everywhere. Do wait well, we, uh, seriously? Do you not have MTV? I think we, yeah, we we have MTV, but I we have. I mean, to you're pay also for four, you're also 40 years old, so you have no business watching MTV. Um. <laughs> anyways, yeah. So it's MTV challenge. Basically, it's like a reality show that they like challenge like these physical and like mental challenges and like they all backstab each other it's a bunch of like you know 20 year olds playing i've seen this show so yes we do have it well each season is like 20 episodes i've been back to back to back to back to back i've been watching them nonstop all week i finished all uh, entire season it was like 20 something episodes (laughs) i feel horrible about myself you ever get that feeling like after you eat a lot and like you sit down you're like oh why'd i do that oh yeah that's that's how i feel about (laughs) watching this show like i just i watched the whole season like where did my life go (laughs) but how do I have all this time on my hands to do this? Yeah, yeah, it's well because you know, like I'll do all this stuff. I like I'll blitz, do everything around the house. You know, I I made a shelf, did a couple of things, and it's like eight o'clock, and I'm like, okay, now what? And so I just turn on the challenge, and then I watch that till like midnight, and then I go to you know go to sleep, and it's uh, it's a crazy cycle. It's kind of borderline depressing actually without family here. But uh, not to touch on a sore spot here though, Dale. But I haven't. I, have you been at the gym? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, I've been doing that right before I get off work. I'll go to the gym. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, today I didn't know. How come we're not? Are we still in a challenge? Oh, on the i on the Apple Watch. Because if we if we would be, I'd be destroying you. Yeah, again. I didn't wear my watch. Uh, I wore my watch for like twenty minutes today. So. <laughs> um, All right. Anyway, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave and Matt. Dave and Matt. This is the uh, nugget number two out of this. Uh, I can't just keep saying out of this box. It has to be something different. Um, let's eat the second nugget. No, that doesn't sound right either. All right, let's play the next one. Here you go. All right, so if you're looking to add a couple veteran skill position players for your draft, maybe even in the later rounds, Dave, who are some guys that you need to make sure people aren't forgetting about come their draft day? So looking at the current draft day values in uh, most dynasty startup formats, the guy that really came to mind was Michael Gallup. Right now getting drafted as wide receiver 45. And there's a reason for that. He is probably going to be the third target in Dallas this year. But you also have Dak coming back from that injury, who almost was going to throw for probably, what, 7,000 yards last year. And you're looking ahead with Michael Gallup. This is a contract year. So he could perform this year and end up with a very solid contract next year. I think he's actually already earned that next contract. Yeah, so he can't. he's not going to be hurt by Dak coming back off the ankle injury either because we know they had a bit of a repertoire when Dak was healthy. I think the biggest detriment to him this year is going to be C.D. Lamb. But again, when you're looking towards the future, and that's what Dynasty is, you're looking three years in advance, I think Michael Gallup is going to be a focal point of an offense here in the very near future. And you're taking a bit of a gamble. You're hoping that he has a good enough season this year to land in a situation that benefits him maybe somewhere else next year. But that's not too far-fetched, especially like you said, with the years he has had the last few seasons. And let's not act like Amari Cooper is the perfect picture of health out here either. That's true. One, this one injury away from being the C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup show, and Michael Gallup will benefit from being in the slot. Another guy that I'm kind of looking at going into these startups this year is Josh Reynolds, the former wide receiver from the Rams, now with the Tennessee Titans. And quite frankly, the Titans just lost a lot this offseason. They really you lost did. Johnny Smith. You lost uh, Corey Davis. And Ryan Tannehill can't just throw the ball to – Brown every single play they're very much 
coming into this season looking for the number two guy. They, they had him. They had John o. Smith. They had Corey Davis. They were set. But like you said, they're gone. So now they're in search of a new number two and number three behind A.J. Brown. And I, and I agree. I don't see why Josh Reynolds couldn't be the guy. And I don't think that his ceiling is the moon. But at the same time, Josh Reynolds could easily fit into a uh, PPR format like a Jarvis Landry, like that wide receiver 20 to 30 that you're not excited to start every week, but you know is going to put in a solid four. That you're, you're okay starting, but you just don't love it. Yeah, and if you can get that guy as the 79th wide receiver off the board, I'm okay with that easily. Uh, I'm going to head south to Miami for my first one. That's Miles Gaskin running back for the Dolphins. This was a guy who was really mostly a plug-and-play last year. He did average over 16 PPR points per game in the nine games he played last year, which is only 0.2 lower than Austin Eckler, I should note. But he was a guy who Miami really felt like they were going to add someone to either take his spot or compliment him. There were some rumors they wanted to sign Aaron Jones, but he didn't leave Green Bay. They, they passed on Najee Harris. They passed on Travis Etienne. In the second round, they passed on Javante Williams. And all of a sudden, it's the Miles Gaskin show. It's Miles Gaskin, Savan Ahmed, and then the free agent signing Malcolm Brown. And you look at that and you say, there's really no reason they shouldn't be going with Gaskin, especially as the incumbent in that offense, which is going to have a better offensive line, a more experienced Tua, I like Miles Gaskin. I think he's in a decent position to succeed this upcoming season. Yeah. My only problem with that is that I know Miami was trying to move on. I think that was the worst kept secret in the draft. Yeah. They wanted one of the big three. I don't think the draft fell to them, right? They were too early at 18, and then Denver traded up right in front of them to take Javante Williams in the second. And also, this class at running back just wasn't very deep. They did end up adding a very, very solid back at the end of the draft, Jared Dokes who kind of reminds me of that James Robinson type. He's a pretty big guy. He tested the exact same as Miles Gaskin at his pro day. Um, reminds me of that James Robinson type late round guy that could really make a difference this year and maybe even take that role away. It's not like they have a lot invested in Miles Gaskin. My other pick is really the same situation. It's Mike Davis, who went from Carolina, stayed in the division, went to Atlanta. He was really viewed as the guy who was going to be the other guy, kind of like he was in Carolina. He was a good compliment to Christian McCaffrey, who had a lot of injuries this past season. And the assumption is it was going to be a backup or committee. Atlanta's really been struggling with the running back position for a couple of years now. But now the draft is gone, and it's Mike Davis. There's no one else. It's Mike Davis and... As a guy who filled in really well for Christian McCaffrey in Carolina, I think he has a golden opportunity to be the guy in Atlanta, a team that's been looking for the guy for several seasons now. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. He's alone there. And they were another person who got sniped for Javante Williams. I think that he would have been a perfect fit there. But you're looking at Mike Davis now, and I guess the only question is, is he going to be the guy that he was the first half of the season when Christian McCaffrey first got hurt? Or is he more that second half, more average running back? Right. We're going to get that answer this year. I think the biggest thing to note about Mike Davis, too, is he's not going to go super high. But if you see him, he is going to start week one, most likely. But yeah, as you as you pointed out, we just don't know how he's going to turn out. But, I mean, he's getting drafted right now. He's running back 37 off the board. And to me, that his his floor is above. That's high there. value. Because Ring the bell. Is, That's high value. All right. And we're back again. I, these guys, I mean, even if you don't agree with what they're saying, they sound really good doing it. <laughs> I'm learning as we speak with this, with these guys, they're, you know, their research is there there. So they're obviously much better than us. No. Hey, Hey, we research. We're not slouches. Oh yeah. You're right. You're right. I get, I find out what we're doing 
as we're talking before <laughs> we push record. So yeah, you're right. We did do our research. Um, that's anyways, only half. That's only half true. That's only half true. That's only half true. Um, literally, right before we did this, right before I hit record, we said, "Let's just wing it. We'll go." <laughs> push, push record. <laughs> anyways, all right. Um, so again, um, eat sleep dynasty that's coming really soon. But like I said, we're still sprinkling in nuggets for you guys. Um, laying out the breadcrumbs, right? Giving you a little appetizers. Just what I what I do like about this when we did first talk about getting a dynasty show, um I was I was I was intrigued by it because at the same time I'm not I love fantasy football as far as dynasty redraft and stuff goes. I play in both. I play in many, many leagues. But there's every dynasty show that's out there is all the same kind of content. I can already tell that these guys are original. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you go to like whatever, whatever the millions of dynasty uh, podcasts are out there, you can listen to one of them, listen to another and they're almost identical. And they're all nerds, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I want to beat them all up. What do we even know what these, uh, what, what Matt and Matt and Dave look like? Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not gonna. I feel like I'm. You, you, what if you just call them? What, what if you just call them nerds, guy? <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't call them nerds. I said the other people are nerds. <laughs> no, Matt and Dave are cool. <laughs> um, but I feel like the older I get, the more I'm like sizing other guys up, and uh, I constantly tell people I'm gonna beat them up. I don't know if it's like my thing now or what. But the last podcast we did with um, while I was mad at me with you, we talked 20 minutes about how I could beat yeah. you up. No, we talked about how I could beat you up, and then <laughs> you decided to shit talk me after the episode and put it in the intro. <laughs> well, that's right. That's what we did. <laughs> Anyways, um, look, Matt and Dave, I'm not gonna threaten you. I, I'm pretty sure Dave. I just saw a picture of his fa- of his face. Um, he doesn't he doesn't look like a nerd. He he seems pretty stout looking at his face. I can't tell if he's chubby or strong, but either way. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna threaten them yet. Yeah, we have enough nerds in ESF with you know like with Nick and stuff like that. So oh, yeah, yeah, there's no room for any more. Yeah. Um <laughs> all right. Uh final the final nugget here, the final final piece of the appetizer. Look, we all run around the table, we pass the plate around. One last nuggets left on the plate. Who's eating it? Clayton's eating it. All right, let's get to the second or third, third, third nugget here. <laughs> So as we get to the end of the rookie draft and you're looking at just some guys in the last couple rounds that you can maybe make a difference this year, maybe you hold on to them. Are there any kind of dart throws that you've picked out that were either late round picks in this year's draft or undrafted free agent signings that you think would be good to addition to any roster? Yeah. So there's one guy that definitely caught my eye when I was uh, doing the research on the quarterbacks this year, I was watching Davis Mills out of Stanford and there was just one wide receiver that kept making every play. Simi Fajoko, uh, drafted in the fifth round by the Dallas Cowboys. This kid is 6'4", 220, and ran a 4'3", He just seems electric to me, and he made every catch. He has the size, he has the speed, and he's in that Cowboys system. They said that he was a little underdeveloped in his route running, but sitting for a year behind Gallup and Cooper and uh, learning for a year, I think that's going to put him in a perfect position to use those physical attributes Two years from now. Another guy I have my eye on is uh, Amir Smith-Marset out of Iowa. 
drafted uh, in the fourth round by the Vikings. And he's a little bit more of a gadget guy. Uh, he can go up and get it at times, but he's just kind of electric in the open field. Um, him, I think that he's the perfect wide receiver three in the offense with Thielen and Jefferson. I don't think he's going to be the center voice of, center point of any defense's game plan but he can take the top off the defense I think that we'll see him kind of have the Tyler Lockett kind of weeks which is definitely somebody that could be interesting to just keep an eye on especially as Adam Thielen approaches the end of his career and especially as someone's going to draw a double team there it's usually Adam Thielen but Justin Jefferson was phenomenal in his first season so he could draw a double and that's going to open up more looks so I think he has a good opportunity in Minnesota yeah right now I think the wide receiver three is Chad Beebe if I'm remembering correctly so there's not really going to be much competition there. And I like what Smith Marset could do. Right. My first guy is Elijah Mitchell. He's a running back for the 49ers. He went in round six and I know what you're going to say first. It's a very crowded running back room right now in San Francisco. They have Raheem Mostert still Jeff Wilson. They drafted Trey Sermon. They signed Wayne Gallman, but all those guys feel like eh to me. I don't feel like San Francisco loves any of those running backs, and that's why I'm going with Eliza Mitchell. Excuse me, Elijah Mitchell. He is, by all accounts, a really good fit for Kyle Shanahan's offense. He's got good vision. He's a one-cut back. He ran a 4-3-8-40. He's 5'11", 215. I think he, he was a steal for San Francisco. I think while he's not immediate value, we're talking about these late-round guys, I think he could have some potential value moving forward, and especially with the injury luck that San Francisco has had in their running back rooms the last couple seasons. I think that Mitchell would be well-served being right behind Raheem Mostert. I think that that's the kind of back that he could be. And so with Mostert entering the contract year, Mitchell being right there to take that over as soon as that's done. Unfortunately, running backs don't last too long. Mostert's already 29. They're looking for a future answer, and I think Mitchell could be that guy. Right. I think it's Trey Sermon or Kyle or Mitchell or Elijah Mitchell. So it really could go either way. Obviously, for this, we're hoping it's Elijah Mitchell, but they both have potential. I just think Trey Sermon's going a little bit higher up than Elijah Mitchell. My I other think guy, Trey Sermon, is probably also going to be more filling that Jeff Wilson role. He's going right. to be that goal line back, that ground and pound. But they need that guy who's going to be the speed guy on the edge, like the most, and that's more Mitchell's game. They could like the they could like the one two punch. They've notoriously liked that in the past in San Francisco. Uh, my other guy is a big sleeper, and that's because he's in Chicago. It's Daz Newsom out of North Carolina. And he's behind the likes of Allen Robinson still there. Darnell Moody, Anthony Miller, Javon Wims, Marquise Goodwin is there now. I don't think he's going to boom this season. I think it's highly unlikely he makes his way all the way up the depth chart. But you're looking at some upsides. He ran a 4-3-40. He's got good hands. It has a six-round pick. I think long-term, if he can develop some chemistry with fellow rookie Justin Fields, he's got the speed. He's, he's got a little work to do be, to be that well-rounded NFL receiver. But I think if you're looking deep, he had flashes of greatness in college, and I think if he can catch on with, with Justin Fields, I don't think that that wide receiver room stays as crowded as it currently is in Chicago, and eventually he's kicking breakthrough. He has the potential. Yeah, and I think that you look at those other wide receivers you mentioned, like the Marquise Goodwins of the world, and obviously there's a role they're trying to fill, that guy who can take the top off the of defense. Apparently that's important to Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. And bringing Daz Newsom in, people called him maybe the fastest guy in the draft. And so having that guy come in to try to fill that role. Yeah. He just has that potential to be a weekly starter in fantasy. All right. The appetizer plays. You know, what's weird Clayton 
I don't know if you guys have this in Canada, but sometimes some appetizer samplers in restaurants have chicken tenders. Yep. They don't belong in app. That's not an appetizer. Agreed. It drives that's, me crazy. It's like, that's like I feel well, like they I just was... run ideas like, oh, we'll put some nachos on here. We'll yeah. put some, you know, we'll put some of this and that. And we'll put a couple wings and then just throw chicken tenders. It's like, yeah. what the hell? That Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. It's like, oh, here's chicken wings and chicken chunks. Like, what the fuck's the difference? Yeah. There's no difference at all. Or, get... or, or if they ask you, how about this one? Have they ever asked you, uh, you get wings, would you like um, boneless? And then you also get these fucking chicken chunks with it. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. What? Come on. No. Well, the, the, the crazy thing is they give you this giant plate as mozzarella sticks, as nachos, as everything that you can share, right? Like mozzarella sticks, there could be like six of them, bam, you the whole table can share. But they give you the chicken nuggets and like two, I mean, chicken tenders, and there's like two giant tenders. <laughs> like, what am I, am I going to cut it in half and give somebody else the other half? That's retarded. That's, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, you can't say that worse. <laughs> <laughs> Clayton, man, we're gonna get canceled. Yeah, I know it. I'm probably. Oh man, uh, let me. I'll, wife, I'll tell you something off air after. <laughs> my wife really hates me, and she hates me because I say stupid stuff like that. But I love everybody. There's, I don't discriminate. I, I, I tell you how many, how many times have I told you I love you? Every episode. <laughs> All right. Um. So, Eat Sleep Dynasty is coming really soon. We're gonna keep sprinkling these nuggets. Um. We're gonna keep talking about. Uh, how much I can beat Clayton up. We're going to, we're going to keep going on and on and on guys. Um, again, monkey knife fight, make sure you deposit something, play, send me your username. I'll send you a t-shirt. Dang. That's a good, that's a good thing right there. On top oh, of that, got to tell them the promo code. Away. What's the promo code? Oh crap. We haven't done that. You tell them the promo code, promo code, hot dog, all one word, hot dog. Um, it's, I feel like our audience the only way they relate to me anymore is by talking about hot dogs. Well, you, you had, what, did we talk Don't about the package you sent us? Sent uh, sent me? Did there you? Did, a, did we talk candy, about it? Yeah, there's a candy hot dog in did there. Did you eat it? You ate it, right? I did. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. Not going to lie. Anyways, um, look, this was a fun, quick episode. It's like less than 30 minutes, but that's what we do here. We give you guys what you want. Are we releasing this on a Friday, Clayton? Or are we waiting yeah, until Monday? Uh, let's do it. No, All it's right. the release of Friday. Well, if you're listening, have a good weekend, guys. Uh, we love you. I love you, Clayton. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care, guys. Peace. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, Clayton, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Founders Brewing Company has found a way to make an IPA you can enjoy anytime. That's perfect for any occasion with their all-day IPA. At 4.7 ABV, you can still taste the hops, of course, but it's the complex array of malts and grains that make all-day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. That full flavor and low ABV is what continues to make it a staple in my fridge. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company, born and brewed in Michigan since 1997. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.